Great, man. All right. Okay. Well, hell, Halloween 2022. Um, thanks for tuning into the American Hauntings podcast, the show uh, where we discuss history, hauntings, legends, lore, and everything paranormal. I'm your co host for this Beck. week. <laughs> yeah, I am right. I'm your co host for this Beck, annual show. Yes. Is my co host, author, historian, crime buff, and the founder of American Hauntings, Troy Taylor. And you can already Ooh. tell this episode's a little bit different than what we're doing. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not as serious as I usually yes, am. Right, right. Um, because I Troy. I have to do my, my death metal voice or anything. You, and you yeah. didn't. And it's because for Troy. So we, yeah. we've been, I think, I feel like you and I have been trying to find our footing on what do we do for Halloween? What do we do for the end yeah. of the year? We usually yeah. want to talk about horror movies and lists yes. of things. And we went through a lot of decades and we typically go through our favorite horror movies for the end of the year. But yeah, you I suggested the something- first year, The first year we did like ghost stories, like our personal ghost stories. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then yes. we started doing the movies and then we started doing the end of the year thing. But the end of the year thing is just for this year. For 2022. And Halloween yes. thing could be anything. And we did like favorite ghost movies. Um, favorite, and then we did like 2000s, 90s, yeah, 80s. And then 90s and 80s. And now we, we decided, uh, we even did the 70s, didn't we? I think that's where we that's where we did it. Uh, is like, that okay, where we left off? We, well, yeah, we decided to do something different this year because um, it was getting to the point where Cody was getting lost when I was getting seventies. I was getting like, so bored. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But but, know, but Troy, you you came up with this idea though, and you had a great suggestion. And so, do you want to talk about a little bit like what yeah. the theme is and how yeah, you how sure. you pick some of these? Well, we decided to do. Um, Cody wanted me to pick a theme, so I decided to pick a theme for this year. Uh, to be religious horror films. We've talked about that a little bit in just average conversations. We've talked about it in our year-end things because it's one of those things. It's one of those, it's a sub-genre of horror films that I I really like um, because they're just, you know, they're, they're all over the yeah. place. They can be anything, you know, they can be, you know, um, exorcism movies, they can be, you know, cult movies, they can be, you know, folk horror and, you know, you, you know, always love that shit. So, you know, we, and so we, we, we thought, well, let's do that. We talked about some of these movies before, but there were a few that I had on my list that I knew that Cody hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. So, um, so he got a chance to go and watch some different movies and get into some stuff. And we would thought, I, I just picked my 10 favorites. I mean, there's a zillion of them. I mean, there's a ton of them. So yeah, uh, so, so was, was this, um, the way you sent them to me, was this in order of priority or was it no, just like- No, not really, ten? not really. Okay, okay, um, I was I, wondering I, that. No, I just kind of, I didn't want to try and put them as this is like my a ranking. best one or anything. I just said that, you know, these are, this is 10 different ones, 10 that I really like and um, that we could talk about. So, okay. And, and okay. the exorcist is not on the list because I put that at the top. That was too easy. Um, yes. I mean, that's always going to be the top of any best of religious horror films. It's, the, it's a, no, it's the scariest horror film yeah. of all time. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's always going to be on tops of my lists of any kind, pretty much. Um, and so we didn't put that on this list because we've talked about it endlessly. I mean, we've talked about that movie a lot because even last, last Halloween, when we did the seventies, and that was, of course, on the list for 1973. And then, and then our hot take was, I was just remember our hot take was Deliverance, remember? Oh, yeah. Was, was it a horror movie, that, was it not? Yeah, yeah. that was a horror, a horror movie that's not billed as a horror movie. So, but anyway, um, so The Exorcist is not on the list, but we did, 
there are a couple of things that are in, in that ballpark, like the first one I put on the list. Sure. Well, can I, just, can I just say yeah. real quick, if, if anybody sure. comes at us and says, why didn't you put the exorcist on this list? I'm going to say, why didn't you listen to the entire episode? <laughs> so I'm calling people out real quick um, for that. But Troy, something I wanted to do with you yes, yes, is yes. normally I introduce like fun facts from yeah. IMDb and who knows that they're facts. This year, I decided to do something <laughs> a little different. Um, you I went to Wikipedia to... instead because that's all facts. Nope. No, went, to, went back to IMDb. Um, I wanted to read you the very first tagline for each movie. Oh, awesome. And okay. I just thought like you'd find it funny. And I was going to say like, can Troy guess them? But like, these are yeah, so I dumb. got the list in front of me, but maybe somebody else can try to guess them. Sure. So will so... you give it and we'll give everybody a chance to play at home. How's that? A absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so for The Exorcist, the first tagline on IMDb is the movie you've been waiting for dot, 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 without the wait. I don't know what, what? that means. What I don't does that that's even the, mean. That's the first tagline. Maybe it was the re-release with the. Oh, yeah, no, yeah it, I'll bet it was that. Um, They did that anniversary re-release. Right. With the, some of the footage put back in the spider yeah. walk. And yeah, so, yeah, and so yeah. I just took, I took everything, the, the very first tagline okay. from each movie. Okay. That's what I took just to I'm be gonna hilarious. Say, I don't think that's the original one, but no, yeah. it, it can't okay. be, but anyway, no, okay. Kick us off with our first movie. Okay. So I decided since we talked about the exorcist, I would keep an exorcism theme. And for the first one, I did the exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm -hmm. um, I really like this movie. Um, it is based on, it is one of those based on a true story movies uh it's based on the exorcism of a girl named Annalise Mikkel from Germany uh who went through a like six week exorcism and ended up dying well she had epilepsy and um schizophrenia and I think she because of her really strict religious upbringing came to believe that she was possessed and then her parents also devout and the priests involved, I think they fed into it. That, that's what mm -hmm. I think. Um, and unfortunately, she died of starvation because she couldn't eat during the exorcism. And um, anyway, in, in real life, the German authorities brought charges against the priest and uh, the parents and put them did on the, trial. Did the, did the trial end the way that it did in the movie with like time served and they yes, called it a win? It, it did because um, the... The prosecutors really felt that her parents had been punished enough. And uh, even though they really felt that they had been, you know, negligent because there wasn't a medical doctor involved in the case that um, they gave him a suspended sentence because they didn't feel that they it, they'd done it on purpose uh, and they really believed it. Plus, they played all these recordings from the exorcism for the jury, and that kind of kind of screwed up the jury a little bit too. But did you, did you, know, you hear like did you hear those recordings? Oh, I've heard like, them. They're online. You can find. Are they cra them. are they they're crazy? Scary. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty wild. Um, but you know, but I don't know that that's I don't know that that's proof that sure she was really possessed. You know, but. It, it, it was an interesting story. And then they, they took it and they turned it into, they, they set it in the United States, but it basically the story is pretty close to the same. Okay. Jennifer Carpenter plays Emily Rose. That's uh, was Dexter's sister. She's amazing. And she's also in quarantine, which was the American remake of wreck, of wreck you know, which yes. is not as good as wreck, but it's still pretty good. Her, and I do and also like her, like her, her like um, I, I've been, I've, I've read at least that her like screaming and freaking out stuff is like, very 
accurate of like people going through epileptic episodes oh, yeah. and like and yeah. then things like she was brutal as hell oh, it was yeah. it was terrifying yeah yeah and then, you know when she kept like going down on her knees and back up and back up and back up that happened in real life she blew out both of her knees the the, uh. did, the real girl just destroyed her knees because she could obsessively would do that during the exorcisms so Jeez. i don't know it's um it's crazy laura lenny's in it she plays the defense attorney mm-hmm. um it, that is one of those movies that is i always go back and watch it again and um, it's it's definitely worth a watch and a rewatch. If you haven't seen yeah. it, definitely see it. If you haven't seen it in a while, watch it again because I think that's a winner. So I I love it, and and we've talked about it before. Like I was gonna say where these movies are available, but they change so much. Oh, oh like gosh, just, I know. Just Google it. Goes back and listens. It'll be gone. Exactly. But but Troy, what I will continue to do is <laughs> the tagline for this movie. Yes, it's just based on a true story. <laughs> that's, oh, okay that, that, well that's yeah that, that's fair so sure yeah there yeah, are a lot of them and there are a lot of them we didn't put on this list that uh end up the same way based on there the are, there are a couple i want to talk about but i feel like i might yeah. sprinkle them throughout just to sure. see like uh, yeah. what your thoughts yeah. are on them but yeah, well, yeah let's go on to the Perfect. next one well the next one is one i think we have talked about before because we're both f- fans of the director after hereditary and this was midsommar mm-hmm. and uh this is the movie that i've talked about repeatedly about how much I disliked it when I first saw it because I saw it like six months after I had seen Hereditary for the first time and I just assumed this would be a similar type movie and then it wasn't and I was like what the hell what 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 happened do you know but then do you see the the similarities so I I apologize for interrupting you though no 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 you're fine do you see now the similarities um, between Midsommar and Hereditary, or as far as like the dir- the direction from Ari Aster? Like, do you, yes. do you kind of see commonalities I see now? It now, yes, I did. And when I rewatched it, I could see the things that were, you know, embedded in in Hereditary. And but then this was a completely different story, and I really dug it the second time. And I've watched it a couple of times since then. I think it also helped that I watched the um, director's cut oh. the second time. Oh, okay. Big difference too. First time I saw it, it, is it just just longer? Yeah, it's it's got more it's got more stuff, a little more explanation um, to everything that's going on, and just a little bit more depth to it. I thought, and so I liked it. I liked it better, and I think I just once I my expectations were different when I saw it the first time, and then when I went back to rewatch it, then I really liked it. And like I said, I've watched it since then. But this is not your standard religious horror film no um no about a couple that are that are a really screwed up couple let's be honest yeah um who end up going on a trip with friends to a midsommar festival in scandinavia only to find they've been lured into like uh, pagan cult rituals and um it's it's very detailed it's very strange and it's almost like hallucinogenic in some parts oh, of well, it, yeah you know? people get it's, drugged, it's very yeah. much so yeah and so yeah i i i really like this movie it's it's one i could go back to and the opening scene of this movie it is insane one of the best in horror films ever i mean My it is bo- like in the top 10 of cold open horror films my boss looked over at me when we were seeing our like screening and he goes what the fuck did you bring me to uh-huh and i was yeah. like dude i don't know but okay so troy i, I have two questions for you yeah. um do you like and, and this is a very broad question do you like midsummer or do you like hereditary better 
Uh, I still like Hereditary better. I do too. Um, I find there's a lot, there's so much going on in Hereditary that you can um, watch it, like watch four it times. several times. And yeah, you can watch it several times and see different things. And sometimes if I'm watching it with somebody who's a newbie, I will point out some of those things, like the grandmother standing in the back corner of the bedroom and stuff, you know, and um, that you don't just on the first watch, you might not see, you know, and the plot, I find the plot makes more sense the second time around as well. Mm -hmm. over the first time because the first time you're watching it and you're just trying to let it all sink in and you're going you're you're picking up all the shock value of it like um well let's just say a telephone pole and that's uh -huh. all we have to say which yeah. also would go well, into my list of like first deaths in any well, movie Troy, don't lose your head about <laughs> yeah. it it's nothing too crazy yeah, exactly you know? exactly so so yeah i mean this this guy obviously knows what he's doing um I, I'm not a fan of everything he makes. Um, I I did not like the Northman as much as I wanted to like it. I did yeah. not. Uh, but I do really like, you know, uh, Midsommar. And it, it is a great, it is a great religious horror film, I think. He's he's yeah. very deliberate in what he does. Um, I'm curious. Okay, so my second question would be, oh, yeah, for, yeah. Mids, for Midsommar, um, had the tourist people not fucked up so much, would they have just survived the entire thing or was the entire plan for them to be people that were a part of the ritual sacrifice kind of thing? I don't, you know that's I mean? a good question because it was supposed to be done by chance and not everyone who died was one of the tourists. I mean, there were locals there on the property or on the property right. at the, at the compound who were also part of the sacrifices. So my guess would be that it was chance. And if they, um, their, if their number hadn't come up, they, I mean, it probably would not have, um, I mean, I don't know what would have happened if they survived because they would have told people about what had happened, you know, so that sure. might've been a problem, but, uh, I'm not sure that they were destined to be, you know, wiped out in this. I, I really don't. So, so what do question. you think happens with Florence Pugh afterward? Like she stays there and finally there? has acceptance because, uh, spoiler her whole family is gone she has no family her boyfriend's a turd Piece and you know and and is also now gone so she's there and she's accepted into this community and becomes like you know the the may queen you know of this thing and so uh, i i think she stays there i really do so okay anyway well hopefully we didn't ruin this for anybody who has no and also we should have said this early on but like there spoiler may be alert for spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler, you know, dude, spoiler Minor alert. Minor spoiler. movie's been out for three years. So come on, you know. So absolutely. Um, okay, Troy, the tagline, tagline. for this one. <laughs> Let the festivities begin. Okay. I and I like, like that. that one. Yeah, I like that, that one, one I like. I yeah. like that one better than than the last one for sure. Than anything so far. Story. And Troy, yeah. spoiler alert, you're gonna like that better than anything else that comes up. Oh, really? Oh, in okay. The, that's, that's the best one. It makes you wonder what people are thinking sometimes, but okay. So all right, so I you guess, ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Okay, so um the next one was The Wicker Man, which is a classic folk horror film from England, 1973. Uh, it's got Edward Woodward, who played um, the Equalizer on TV. That's what American audiences know him best as. Um, it had Christopher Lee, who plays, I wouldn't even say a bad guy. He's just sort of in charge of the cult. 
on this isolated Scottish island called Summer Isle. It's like a chaotic, neutral kind of. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of uh, whatever happens, the leader kind of thing. But yeah. Anyway, Edward Woodward plays this cop who is this. It was very religious who comes to this island. Uh, looking for a girl that has disappeared. And then when he gets there and finds that the people on the island are not Christians like he is, and they're practicing like Celtic paganism, um, he, he obviously has been lured there to be a sacrifice because there is no missing girl. Spoiler alert. 1973, though, if you haven't seen it by now, you know. So right. I love this movie. The only thing about this movie that I do not like mm-hmm is the song in the pub okay okay. i don't like it and it goes on too long and i find it super annoying other than that i like this movie a lot and it's certainly better than the remake with um nicholas cage yeah so so that was there was two two questions the bees yeah well that was two questions i had then um was um pretty much okay well I guess one kind of bigger overarching thing is, yeah, you and I talked about an article once that talked about um, Ari Aster with um, Hereditary and yes. Midsommar, and it was, I think it was um, Paranormal Activity and The Wicker Man, kind of like yes. stealing yeah, those was, ideas. Yeah, so, so how do you feel taken, about the Wick? Yeah, how do you feel about the Wicker Man versus well, Midsommar? And like, do you, do what do you think about that article? Well, no, I, it was a really interesting article, and I found that some of the stuff in it did match up, but. You you can't you can't I, I I find when you take Midsommar and it, it's a folk horror film so it's gonna have elements of other folk horror films like uh-huh. Blood on Satan's Claw and you know the stuff that has become known as classics the famous this is, the famous tropes yes this is one of the big folk horror films so you're always gonna find pieces of The Wicker Man in anything else that's folklore because you're talking about you know some kind of paganism you know um worshiping nature worshiping the elder gods all this stuff is always going to be part of it so i don't really think i mean there is there is elements but again it was an interesting article but i i don't think it was anything that he did purposely you know sure. taking pieces out of it well, it's also um, like it's just, what's what's the problem classic. with like drawing on your influences? No, you know? and there isn't. I don't think there is. I think this was just a guy who didn't like Midsommar and just sure. decided to rip on it, you know. And so when I I I think I read that like the first time I'd seen it, I'm like, oh well, no wonder. And then I'm kind of like, wait a minute. You know, I think you sent now. it to me, and you were like, yeah. this actually made me like think twice, kind of, or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, yeah. this is a classic. It really is, and it is a good movie. Um, I like it. I mean, it's sure it's dated. It's 1973, but right. you know, it's still you. You've got to expect a little of that. And the early 70s is when you know folk horror really became a genre of its own. And you know, and now it's just seen a resurgence in the last few years. And that's starting sure. to cool down a little bit now. So, yeah, no, this was what 13 years before I was born, something like that. Yeah, like, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm wondering, like, when they remade this with Nicolas Cage. I'm just did like the rights like expire or like did he no, do, do no, you know if I'm, he pushed for this or like no, I don't, that I don't know I mean I know you can do remakes of stuff I mean you, sure. you know it doesn't uh, you know I mean you just it's a thing I mean Hollywood's been doing remakes since you know the 1930s you know yeah. so um yeah I I don't know if it was his idea I'd like to hope not um I could see it being I would his like, idea I would like can picture like the the original writer of this stuff like rolling over in his grave 
Um, I've tried to rewatch it because I like, as you know, I like Nicolas Cage. He's, uh, I do like him. Something. He is, is insane. And I do like to watch his movies, but that one is, but that's just one of those that's just really tough. And the thing that bothers me is there's a whole bunch of good people in the movie. I know. There's great actors in it, but the movie just sucks so bad. And he is, he is, he's chewing so up the over scenery. the top. Yeah. yeah. And it, you can't picture him as the Edward Woodward character from the original, who's very staid and, and reserved and he's Stoic just nuts, and, yeah. you know, and uh, the bees, you know, I mean, it's, come on, man. But it's, uh, it's fun to watch once. You got to admit, it's fun to it, watch. It is. And that, it that's is how, a train wreck. Yeah. And that's how I was introduced to the movie in the first place. Cause oh, I, no I, kidding. I, oh, that, I, I, no, I, I, I didn't know. Well, that's yeah. the thing about remakes is they introduce stuff to, to a new audience. And sometimes that can be good. Sometimes it can be horrible. I mean, yes. it's something like the evil dead, the remake. That's a great place to start because that movie is scary as hell. Uh, and the original, the original evil dead is it's campy. made on a shoestring. The original one was done seriously. It's two. And then, army of darkness that became corny the first yes. one is not done out of comedy you know and it's it's just that it comes across comedic because you know of what little money they had to well, work to say, with they, but it's they made that movie when it came out. they made that movie on like the amount of money i have in my pocket probably yeah, like right yeah, now you yeah know? exactly you borrow money from friends using their his mom's car all kinds of stuff you know so, uh, what is it uh yeah. friends families and Fools, I think, is what yeah. they what they yeah. say. Yeah. Um, okay. The tagline for this, <laughs> there's no way to guess. It. From the writer of Frenzy and Sleuth, Anthony Schaefer's incredible occult thriller. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, that maybe that meant something to back then to yeah. a, a British audience. Yeah, of course. Of course. That, so yeah. Right. That. What's all this then? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you got? All right. So the next one I put on the list is The Omen. Um, even though, and I, I, I know we did once did a, uh, a Patreon only, uh, short podcast about the omen and the antichrist and all this stuff. And the, the, it's hard to say, I mean, it is a religious horror, but a lot of people think it's based on the Bible, but David Seltzer, the writer of this just made it all up. Um, Show me the six, it six, is, six. I know it's Isn't really it? fun. It's a really fun movie. I mean, it really is. Um, Damien Thorne is this little boy who's been replaced at birth. Um, be, uh, is, is taken in by Gregory Peck, who is, hmm. and listen, when you do Gregory Peck, you put him in a horror film in 1976. This was a big deal. Dude, He'd Gregory never Peck's done anything amazing. like this before. Yes. And it made it, it gave it so much more gravitas than uh -huh. it would have otherwise. Uh -huh. But then you got Lee Remick, you got David Warner, and then you got the kid. And so his, uh, his wife's having a baby. He's the ambassador to Great Britain and his wife is having a baby and the baby dies and this priest, this, you know, sketchy priest shows up and says, hey, we can, you know, let's just not tell her we've got another baby. You could just replace it. And then it turns out that it's the Antichrist. Yes. And then and eventually he has to be convinced by David Warner, who is phenomenal in this movie. As that, Everyone's you know, phenomenal the, in this movie. He's, he's always funny and he's always great, but he's really great in this and convinces him that he's the Antichrist. And that scene when they go to the graveyard and they find the skeleton of the jackal in you know, Damien's mother with the dogs and, and stuff. Dogs, uh, yeah. Oh, when the dogs attack and he falls on the fence and it goes through his arm. Oh, mm. my God. that is a great scene. Oh. And and there's just so many classic scenes in that, like with the nanny 
climbs up in the window during Damien's birthday oh, party. It's all for it's you. It's all for you, Damien. And then jumps off with a rope around her neck. Yeah, and that's how I want to go out. good stuff. It's good and, stuff. And that can you a, tell it's me- It's a like, great movie. It's one of my favorites. Can so. you tell me, like, we, we've talked about this a little bit before, but like, um, what did this movie take from the Book of Revelations and what did people then take from this movie and push out as fact? Yeah, well, you I know, mean- Because I thought there were some things- it took the idea of the Antichrist out of the Bible, even though it's only mentioned a couple of times, but, you know, and they'll talk about the beast and, and there's some other stuff, but mostly all the lore in this, like, you know, how he was going to be born in the, the court of, you know, St. Michael and all would they, oh, it must be England. And, you know, he right. was going to rise out of power and politicians and yeah. all this stuff. And, you know, all this stuff was and the 666 on the back of his head and how he was born from a jackal and, the, and Satan and all this stuff. That's just all made up for the movie. And so then people now, I mean, there, there are churches who like teach the omen thinking they're teaching the Bible and the end times. And, you know, as, and I just recently, uh, a minister of mine, or not a minister of mine, a cluster of mine, who's a minister. Okay, um, there you go. Listen, he's a Patreon, so he's probably listening to this. Oh, hell yeah. But we got together and we were talking about it and he was talking about agreeing with me on this. Um, But he had some other insights um, about some stuff, which was really interesting to hear him talk about it. But you know, um, he he understood my skepticism on the whole thing because, you know, Revelation was meant to be. It was none of it's meant to be taken literally. It was a, it was like a protest letter that was written that covered things at the time. The Antichrist right. was like Nero, you know, the Roman emperor and stuff. It wasn't what people believe that it is now, and um, so it doesn't matter. This makes for a great movie. <laughs> you know, of course, yes. Movie. Of course. There are no seven daggers or anything to kill the Antichrist with or anything. It's just it's just it's a great movie, you know. So I always people, recommend it. When people, yeah, when they go really hard, uh, especially on Book of Revelation and stuff, I'm like, listen, I've taken acid before too. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Right, right. You know, imagine <laughs> if I had a pen at that time. Um, okay. The oh, oh actually, okay, I kind of lied. This is a good tagline too. Okay. It's, it's okay. all capitals. It says our final warning. And I do like that for that's the movie. Bad. Yeah, for the movie. Yeah. yeah. And especially yeah. like, like, cause at the that's end, you know, him holding his hand and stuff and like, you yeah. know, knowing yeah, yeah. what's up, what's about to come. Um, Troy. Okay. This next one, listen, I messed up. This is the one I missed. I didn't get oh, to see. And really? it sounds, oh, it sounds bizarre. Oh, well, you've got to watch this, man. It's really <sighs> good. I watched uh, three movies today, but I, I missed this one. Uh, Tell shoot. me everything, please. All right. So this movie, uh, the next one on the list is Prince of Darkness, which was written and directed by John Carpenter. Uh, Donald Pleasance is in it, of course, as you know, always insane as he always is. Sure. And then there's some like TV people from the 80s that most people won't recognize today, like the lead. I, I, I the don't lead recognize is Jameson other names. Parker, and he was in a show called um, uh, Simon, Simon and Simon, and they were like detectives. And his brother was Major Dad from, or the doctor from um, uh, the, the, uh, the, what was the name of that? Oh, gosh. The, uh, this is no, no, this is us. He was the oh, doctor oh, who oh, delivered okay. the triplets, you know, okay. so they were in the show together, but you know, he's kind of, I don't know what he does anymore. I don't know what he's up to these days, but, um, but this was the second film in what Carpenter called his apocalypse trilogy. The okay. first one was the thing, which I know you've seen, but the ending Amaz is amazing, very movie. dire. 
And then the the third one in it is In the Mouth of Madness, which also has this horrific grim ending too. Where wait, I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, wait, wait. What is the second one? What did you, what did you say? So this is the second one. Prince oh, of okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So Prince of Darkness is the third one, and the or the second one in the series, and then it starts with the thing, it ends with In the Mouth of Madness. But this is the second movie in his. So was he, he cre- was he creating like cinematic universes before that was a thing, um, or do it, I not know? Well, no, no, it kind of was. No, I mean, you know, he had just done different films, but then he did three films that were that he i think belatedly called his trilogy because they okay. all end with like an apocalyptic ending okay but you know they weren't I mean? connected with like three no no they're not something. connected in any way other okay. than that that they are all part of that same thing okay but, okay um so anyway this film follows a group of students that are, are quantum physics students in la and they are asked by a catholic priest played by donald pleasant Mm-hmm. Um, if they would investigate an ancient cylinder filled with liquid that is down in the basement of this monastery. Okay. And then they come to believe that inside this, and it's leaking, it's leaking. And as it's leaking out, it's causing havoc to start spreading from around the church through LA. And eventually if it's opened out into the entire world. It's like an but alien kind of no, thing? They or, no, they believe that it is a sentient, a sentient, liquid embodiment of satan like satan was not a real physical person it's this whatever this is and it was bottled up and put into this thing to stop it from destroying the world and so but now it's leaking and it's starting to create havoc all around this place and you know all these like homeless people are showing up on the streets and they're surrounding the building and there's this broadcast that keeps coming through and they keep dreaming it everybody who's there this is my favorite part they're they're everyone who's there at the church doing this round the clock investigation of the cylinder keeps having this dream where there's this figure walking out of the front doors to the church and it's all in black and it keeps it keeps saying this is a this is a broadcast from the future um, we're trying to get you. We're trying to to reach you so that you can put a stop to keep this from happening. And it just keeps happening. It just keeps giving this. They keep having this this dream. And actually, since you haven't seen it yet, and you've got to watch it, I'm not going to spoil the ending for you. Okay, thank you. And it's, it's on Peacock. It's, like I know that. Yes, so, it is. It is. Oh, and yeah, you really it. should watch this because it is a really cool. And I mean, there's some hokey '80s special effects, sure. you know, but overall the the idea of this thing and it's it's down in this basement and it's like up in the front of this room and it's completely surrounded by like crucifixes and stuff trying to hold it in you you gotta watch it it's really good i love this movie it's one of those ones i re-watch periodically well let's put it this way i've got all those you know i've got like 50 movie posters in my movie room all up on the walls yep that's one of them so, okay. and I, you know, I ha- I only pick my favorite stuff to hang up in there. And this is definitely of course. on the wall. I love this movie. And I, I'm i sorry you didn't get a chance to see it, but now I want you to. So I'm not going to tell you how it ends. No, good. So I'm, I'm I, literally going to watch it right after this. Yeah, you've got three watch movies it, today and I'm ready for yeah. this one. And, and if it's anybody, funny. yeah, anybody who's listening, if you haven't seen Prince of Darkness, you got to watch it, man. It's, Damn it. it's a great movie. Okay, so I don't know if this uh, tagline... It is where are you dot 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 question mark Christ question mark. Um, that, that's all it says. No clue. 
Okay. All right. I don't know. I'm not sure why that would be the tagline, but okay. There, I, we'll just I, go with it. So. I like your movie poster thing though, because like I have like a ton of them up around here. You can even see like a Thor Ragnarok one behind oh, yeah, me. Yeah, um, yeah. But there, there are sometimes when I go to movies, especially you get them a lot of times at like um, early premieres or screenings yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And, yeah, I saw um, one for Smile the other day, and I did not pick it up because I was just going to say I saw one for up. Halloween oh. Ends, and I said, "No, oh, thank God, you. yeah, I don't want that poster no. in or around nope. my room." Nope. And we Do won't not. dive into that anymore. But no, um, we'll in, save in December. We'll save that. Yeah. In December, yeah, we well, will... we should talk about some of the worst movies of the year because I saw another one that was even worse than Halloween Ends. That's not possible. Yes, it is. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. It is the worst thing? movie, one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my well, life. So that that be that be four. Star. That would be four, right? No, uh, that's because I've seen three. Oh, there's four. This is the fourth one. Oh, okay. It just came oh. out. Oh boy. There are scenes when we can talk shit on this movie I don't in front care. of the green screen, and you're going, Oh my god, that is the fakest thing I've ever seen. We'll talk about it later, but it's the worst movie. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So what is it anyway, with franchises now just I don't going know, man. downhill at the I don't at know the end. but boy yeah, well okay let's, let's anyway let's, we should let's stick jump with our to theme. a good let's jump to a good movie yes, from from 1999 and it's uh, a great which is stigmata movie. which we great talked movie. about as a favorite during our 90s movies but it follows an atheist hairdresser from Pittsburgh who is afflicted with stigmata, which is the, you know, the blood of Christ coming, uh, nails in her hands and the scratches on her head from the rose or the crown of thorns and the spot yes. on the side and everything. Um, after acquiring a rosary formerly owned by a deceased Italian priest who had also suffered from stigmata. And it's Patricia Arquette and Gabriel Byrne. Um, and they, and I think this movie was like cast perfectly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, they did this a great This was a job. movie, when I watched this, I thought, I would never be a priest, but I wonder if I could get the Catholic Church to hire me to do his job, you know, to just go around and debunk crazy, you know, bleeding statues and stuff. But because I thought that would be the coolest job ever, his job in that. But yeah, I I love the movie and they are great in this. They both are great. Yeah, there's yeah, no, it's all so good. And it's and it's it's eh, I mean, it's kind of brutal, but like I just also. I like the, I don't know if it, you'd say sci-fi, but just like the parent, not paranormal, but like, I mean, she's like writing in Latin and she's doing yeah, the exorcism yeah. kind of things that you. Right. It is. She, it is. She's possessed by something, you know what I mean? And this is coming through and it, you know, we don't know. We think that it, it's some kind of blessing from God. And instead it seems like it's not. It's an I, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that movie. Uh, you know I something I was thinking of when I talk. when I watched this that I wanted to talk to you about is, um, okay, so what are if, you going like, to bring up? What I accidentally said about Felicia that time? No, okay, because I've never heard the end of it. When we did our '90s episode, and I said something about, well, it's not like she was like uh, religious or a smart person or something. She was just a hairdresser. I have never heard the end of it, so I'm just apologizing to Felicia again. So if mm-hmm. she hears this, um, this this is for her. Yeah, Koi uh, was an MP too. So um, yeah, yeah um, I, don't, I wasn't yeah. gonna wasn't actually. Gonna say... He just laughed. It was Felicia. It was giving me all the gruff. <laughs> well, I'd be equally as scared of her. Um, yeah, no, I know. What, what I was wondering though is like, and this is like a little bit me being like facetious or something, but like I was wondering like 
are the only exorcism maybe okay so say that maybe possessions are real right like that's okay. that's a frame i'm working sure. with right now sure um okay. what if the only ones we hear about and this movie kind of messed it up whenever she said all the demons that were inside of her but i was wondering i was like what if the only ones we hear about are the ones where they're like practicing or don't work and what if the ones that are perfect are where a demon just takes over somebody completely and that's our, our politician or whatever and it's like we only hear about it when they can't quite figure it out so they're making somebody like jump yeah, in bed well, and freak out and all that me. shit i think that almost everyone in washington is possessed by well, that's a, that was the so, thing i was like why, you know, I was like, why demon would demons read and yeah i was like why would demons be so bad at it and i was like why would demons be so bad at it but then it, it, and you'll spoiler alert but at one point it's yeah. just i am lucifer and i was like okay well if you're the no, devil you should have that kind somebody. of time right yeah you delegate yeah he's a manager yeah yeah delegate that shit out but I was I was definitely thinking I was like, man, if demons were really good, we wouldn't know about them. It wouldn't just be like, yeah, that's a out. good point. Yeah, you know? good, good way of thinking about it. I don't know. That's yeah. why it's all <laughs> dumb. Anyway, okay, Troy, on to the next movie. All right, the next. I just one watched this is... one today. It yeah, was oh, his good. next three. Today. Good. Oh, I thought you'd seen this one before. Um, I had not. This one is called Apostle, and it came out a couple of years ago. It was a folk horror film, and it starred Dan Stevens, who was. Um, in Downton Abbey for a while, he played Matthew Crowley um, in, in, in the early seasons. Michael Sheen, who's been yes. in a zillion things. Um, and it was a Netflix movie. And it follows this British man as he attempts to rescue his sister from a cult on a remote island. And um, I really like this one. Um, it's dark. And it's um, he's not exactly what you would call a heroic character he's by any means. He's thrown in. He's kind of an asshole, you know, yeah. and he's he's coming to do this. But it's not it's almost like it's not out of the goodness of his heart. You're I mean, not rooting. Just, for I don't him know, man. He's not a good. No, he's hard to root for. Uh, but the, everything that's going on on the island is so messed up and twisted that um, I I really like this movie. Um, I and I, I did but I, I'll be honest with you. I was, I was torn between this one and Ritual, which was another movie that uh -huh. I had we, seen we've talked about that one too. And I loved Ritual, and that one, that one, I think those guys are a little easier to root for than he is, and it's a different, but it's a different kind of religious thing, but also folklore. But, um, mm. but this one, I know I included this one because it just seemed like it was more you know, religious oriented. And I do really like it. So I think I kind of, think of it? I, um, so without, so since this was just released in 2018, like, I don't uh, want to go, I don't want to give too many spoilers, but it's, right, I, right. It, it, I don't, this, I don't know. Is this a Netflix original or is it just on Netflix? I don't know. It's just the only place I've ever seen it was on Netflix. I I've think they probably bought it, it from else. whoever. Um, but, but it doesn't, it, so it's, it's, brutal and upsetting but it doesn't get um it, it starts to get kind of uh, uh paranormal or like a weird sci-fi-ish in the like the third act you uh -huh. know and like yeah. that's when you yeah. kind of start to realize like yeah, up really until that point you just think it's a weird cult yes and it, it's kind of like third almost... act when you realize that there's something supernatural going on yes yeah. supernatural yeah. yes and yeah. and why i couldn't think of that word that oh, we yeah, talk yeah. about all the time um but um it's almost like um with hereditary i say like until the third act it's just like a family drama you know yeah and, it is and... i mean with a with a tinge of a culty kind of and you don't know Weird if like vibe. the 
the visions she's having are real or if she's going yes. crazy yes. and you don't know if the things that are happening in the the lady from Handmaid's Tales house is a really a ghost or she's making it up if she's faking it you just don't right. know so this, until the third and, act you know and with with apostle I'll tell you it had one of one of the most brutal kills I think I've seen and I won't go into detail but just because of the realism of it yeah. it it was slow and painful yes. and really really yes. bad and it's like that's yeah. how people that's what really really happens you know yeah yeah um yeah. and it, oh, it was rough um <laughs> i would but this was probably one of my favorites that i oh, cool. um had Good, seen I'm glad you liked it on the list um and the you know what maybe i i definitely spoke too soon because the tagline for this one is <laughs> your god can't help you oh i like that one i that's love i one. It's I a good one that. and it fits too. It, it does. does. And it, that works. That works. And I, I even wrote down earlier, I was like, I want to be able to like, I want to find some random obscure pagan God to like worship that nobody knows about. <laughs> and I draw them in caves. I was like, I need to start looking into this a little bit more. Yeah, well, they're out there. So <laughs> the one that um, no one remembers and then, you know, right. you, you could bring it back by worshiping it. If you watch American gods, you understand. So exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> Troy, three more left. And then yes. um, actually, you know, how, okay. How about right now? Can I bring up a couple that I think um, yeah. that I, that yeah, I yeah. want to talk about? Yeah, of course. These last three. Um, somebody, cause I was, I've been talking to a couple of friends about this that love horror movies and stuff. Um, and one of them said, well, Hey, are you doing children of the corn? And that's I said, a, that is that's one that could have gone on the it list definitely yeah. could have and gone I like on there the original but you know what happens with that it's like i did my based on a true story presentation the other night and i did not include the amityville horror because it's not only is it not really anything. a true story but it also all of those sequels have corrupted anything that there was that was good about the first one and that's what i would say has happened with children of the corn well yeah, children of the corn badly nine, needs like, yeah. a remake I mean, I've seen a that not of it and it's not very good. Oh, um, it's still not good. Um, I would, but I also think it was done for like the sci-fi channel. So, oh boy. But um, yeah, the first one I enjoy, I do enjoy the first one a lot. It's and great. Those first creepy little kids. It, yeah. The, the redheaded kid that played uh, Isaiah Malachi. or Mamma. Oh, Malachi. Isaac was the, uh, the little, those shorter. Yeah. That yep, had yep, the, yep. You know, it has like a kidney disorder and that's why he was so I was gonna say, small. is he 12 or is he 40? No, I no, he know. was yeah, no, he was like in his 20s when he did that, and he was supposed to be like 12. Got it. Uh, okay, but okay. Malachi just scared the crap out of me. Yeah. You know, and I I do like the first one. I, I do. And you know, it's Peter Horton and Linda Hamilton, who both went on to pretty good careers, but in that one, they're you know, not. Right. So, and it's actually, that's a movie that I actually like better than the short story, which I don't say that very often with Stephen King stuff, but in the short story, the couple in it hate each other and they're, it's mean and nasty and they're Ooh. always like cutting each other down. So it's hard to take it seriously when he's trying to rescue her from the children of the corn um because oh, they so, hate so, each other anyway so, so so that movie's a stephen king it's short a short story, story. yeah i didn't they know just, that they blew it up into a longer film uh but i i actually like the first one it, it's it's 80s corny but it's it's good it's got some corny. good imagery in it corny yeah yeah it does it does yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's great. And yeah, you talked about um, Amityville Horror. Um, my good friend Ryan Reynolds, if you guys don't know, look mm. up Cinema Blends YouTube. I thought that's no, so awful. No big deal. Then no they did deal. that remake 
with the impossibly good looking George Lutz, who was like a schlub in real life, you know, right. and, and it's Ryan Reynolds. No one had abs like that in the seventies. No one. Ugh, so, no, you know, and no one does and today, Melissa George. I know. Right. So, um, the other one, anyway, yeah, my best friend's Ryan Reynolds. Um, the other one I was going to say, um, it's like me else... and Idris Elba, right? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm no obligated big... to see all his films because we're such tight friends. No big deal. No yes. big deal. Um, he, he's blocked him on my text, but like no big deal. Um, <laughs> but, uh, another one that I actually hadn't considered, but, um, when it was brought up to me, I was like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Um, as above, so below. Yeah, that's a good one too. I didn't, that, I, and I didn't, a, I honestly, I didn't consider I that wouldn't one. have thought but, of that But one. I could have, yeah, we certainly could have put it on the list because- That's a bizarre one. It is, and it's one of those found footage movies actually worth watching because they do pop up every once in a while. Speaking of which, there is a documentary on, um, I think it's on Shutter right now called The Found Footage Phenomenon. Um, and there's a, and there's also another documentary that's like the making of the original paranormal activity movies. That's really interesting. No shit. They talk to everybody involved and how it all came together. And that's a good one. So there's a couple of good documentaries out there on found footage, but found footage can, is a real, one of those dividers mm. with a hit or miss. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I often like them. It just depends. It depends on my mood. And then it depends on how badly they ruin it at the end, because usually in the very end of the third act, it goes to hell. But well, there, I just the watched one... one recently that was just on. Um, uh, what was the title of it? Do you remember what it was? Uh, something about the mountain. Um, was it the one I sent you? That was like, it oh, like yeah, a date, that a date was good. Thing? I liked that. That was yeah. so well done. It was good. Yeah. 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 And that wasn't a new one. That was a few years old, but I yeah. really liked it. Um, the really one I well was done. thinking of that I just watched recently, which was pretty good, was Deadstream. Have you I'm seen not that? Familiar. Yet? No, I'm not familiar. Okay, it's on Shutter. It's a Shutter release, and it's uh, about this guy. He is a like a YouTube influencer, but he got into all kinds of trouble and got like you know lost his big following and stuff. So he's trying to get him back, and he has this stupid show that he does. It's kind of a jackass kind of show, and he decides that he's going to, even though he hates ghosts and thinks he's going to spend the night in a haunted house and live stream the whole thing. And um, it starts off, you know, like really annoying, and you're thinking, God, this guy's annoying. But that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. um, but it actually gets good and turns into almost like Evil Dead by the third act. Is it's it fun? It's a fun watch. It's no classic, but it is a fun watch. Yeah. So, so it's a a live stream thing. It's not like the the Skype Zoom one. No, not that... like host. Oh, no, host. Yeah, okay. He is Which was streaming great. it. He is okay. streaming it. So sometimes you see it through that camera. But what's awesome, and if you guys watch this, and I do recommend, it's worth the watch. Re make sure that you're reading the comments on the side okay. because they've got comments going with a show like his live stream. It'll have comments going over on the right. There's some really funny stuff in the comments. I mean, really good stuff. And they don't even mention it. You have to catch that on your own. Okay. Uh, and what's, it, what's this watching. one called again? Uh, Deadstream. Okay. And where can we find it? Uh, it's on Shutter right now. So if okay. you've got Shutter or if you've got your um, AMC Plus through um, your Amazon Prime, you can watch right. it on there. But and yeah, if you it's don't, definitely it's it's five dollars. Oh, so it's like can, five dollars yeah. a month and worth every penny. Yeah, even if you just watch one movie a month, it's worth it. And there's more stuff to watch on there. Than yeah, that. there's a lot of classics on there mm -hmm. and a lot of crap. 
but there's a lot of good stuff. Sure. Too, and I think know? if you use a so, uh, code uh, AHP20, I can't remember. Oh, you, you, yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, Troy, we have three more left. Yes. And uh, yeah, you want to go ahead and just dive in? Yeah. The, the next one I put on the list was one that I knew that you probably had not seen. I had this the last one I watched. That unless you're my age and watched it in the 80s, you've never seen it because it's not one that most people think of, but it's called The Believers. And it was a John Schlesinger film and it's Martin Sheen uh, is the lead. And it was based on a book that I had read a couple of years before called The Religion. And uh -huh. they decided to call it The Believers. And Martin Sheen plays this police psychiatrist that he specializes in. And his wife dies in an accident. So he moves to New York and <laughs> she starts gets working. electrified by milk. Oh God, she gets <laughs> fried by a toaster while standing in water. It's a That's a hell no, of an stand, opening. Standing in milk. And oh, milk. milk. That's right. <laughs> that, that's so that's like part. another one of those movies with like the shocking opening, you know? Yes. Um, so um, anyway, he moves to New York and he gets mixed up and they come to him for advice with like these cult ritual murders. And it turns out that he has more of a connection to it than he knows. And I don't want to give anything away because I know it's a, you know, 30 year old movie, but it's like a sleeper though, you know, yeah, you but it, yeah, know. Yeah. because yeah. most people have not seen this movie and right. it is worth watching. It's a really good movie. Jimmy Smith is in it as that detective, yep. Yep. a real young Jimmy Smith's with the snakes. Oh my God. That's such a, it's such a good movie. And it's and it goes in directions you never expect. You don't expect I, it to what's happening. You just don't see it coming. I really like this, and um, I love that Jimmy Smith looked exactly the same. And yeah, Martin yeah. Sheen, and Martin Sheen, my girlfriend was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Okay, yeah. calm down." Good looking guy, man. He and always I, was. That's he the still thing. Is. I, He's just old. I can't. Know? I couldn't. Older. I Good couldn't tell guy. in this movie. I was like, is he 25 or 50? But either oh, way, he looks better than I'll ever look. I know. He, doesn't great. He, he looks like Emilio Estevez in it. They look a well, lot yes, alike. Yes, yes. Father and son look a lot alike in the yep. believers. Um, so you can almost be like Emilio playing that one, you know, 10 years later or something. But um yeah this is a really good movie and it's another one of those movies where without giving too much away um that what seems to be happening is so awful but uh -huh. in reality what the awful things they're doing is trying to prevent something worse yes and that's not the only movie like that on this list um uh -huh. but it is um you just got to watch it find it um and, but it was on Amazon Prime. It was on Amazon, and then I found it on gone. Tubi or for our free, yeah. free, free, but Tubi free something. One yeah, of those, yeah. So it's out there. Just do a search for it. Like Cody says, this stuff changes so much. We don't want to send you guys to the wrong place because there's no point um, anymore. Just Google no, it. No, there isn't. Just Google it. You'll find it. Um, but it, Cody watched it on Tubi, like just like today. Today, so yeah. So I know yeah. that it's available right now. So if you hear this on Tuesday and you want to watch it something yep. like this week. I, 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 I honestly I'm glad pushed, you liked it. Cause I, I yeah, I honestly, I pushed our recording back because I wanted to finish this finish one. It. Yeah. yeah, this yeah. Is the last one. Yeah. Um, this, this one is uh, the tagline is nothing can stop them. No one can help you. They know who you are. Mm, I don't, I don't yeah, I don't think so. Not yeah. so much. No. I mean a little bit maybe, but not of the overall no, it doesn't work. But who like people but watch get, the movie? Yes, watch people movie. get people get paid to do this, and then know, someone signs off horrible. on it, and they're like, I mean, "Yes." What, what happened to the good ones? Like, be afraid, be very afraid, or in space, no one can hear you scream. Right? Where, where are those? 
we had a couple that are all right but most of these are bad really even bad. the even the good ones i'm sure there's like here's your 12 dollars like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah true um all right this next one um i loved I, I love this. Love I love so this. So, had movie. you not seen this before? I hadn't even heard of it. No kidding. See, it is one of those movies. And I was, this was another one of those movies that is loosely based on a true story, if you can believe it. And I kept pushing it the other night. I kept telling people when I did that presentation, if you have not seen this, you have to go find this movie and watch it. And this is a movie called Frailty. And it came out in 2001 and it was directed and starring Bill Paxton. It was his first. Oh, he directed uh, it. Directing. He directs his first directing job. And okay. he also is the lead in it. Matthew McConaughey is in it and Powers Booth is in it too. Well, he, and, hell, Bill Paxton did a great job. Oh, I, I didn't know. know he directed this. And it's, um, it's set in two different timelines. And yep. it is very tricky. I mean, it all is all revealed in the end, but and yeah. I'm not giving this away. And I caught the twist about have not seen it. I caught the twist about 75 percent of the way through, but Did I won't. You? I won't say what it yeah. was. But, yeah. Well, but it, it was. It, it was almost like True Detective because you're just yeah, interviewing Matthew McConaughey. It is, and it, it interviews or it focuses on a, a strange relationship between these two brothers and their father who was just like this auto mechanic who one day believes that he gets a message from an angel who gives him three tools and gives him a list of people that are demons and instructs him to take his sons, capture these people and kill them. Yes. And um, because they're brutal and to, it is brutal. And you've got these two young boys, one's who like 13, the other one's That's like That's why 10, it's so brutal. And they're taking part in, of, in yeah. the murders. Well, one of them is. Because one of them thinks he's crazy and the other <laughs> one thinks he goes along with it. Right. And so, and you don't know. So it's set, that's one timeline. And then there's a, it's set in the present day. And Matthew McConaughey is one of the brothers. Yeah. That's and he's walking the know. cops through. Yeah. Yes. And that's all I always wonder which of the brothers. Talking about would... how his brother is the serial killer who is still doing his dad's job, murdering yeah. people and burying them in the Rose Garden. And so that's all we know. And yes. so, and it, like I said, it's all revealed in the end, but God, that is, I, I have, I saw this movie when it came out because I love Bill Paxton and I love Matthew McConaughey too. Sure. But when I saw that it was coming out, I went to see it and it just blew me away. And I, I bet I've watched this movie 15 times over this the This is one that I will definitely rewatch yeah. and I kind of uh, toss yeah, it on rotation. Stuff you'll catch. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder like if I were that, those young children, which brother what would, would I, I have been yeah i know yeah. what would i do i know yeah you because yeah. you either you either go along with your dad who's probably your first god right. or you go against him who you think is killing people and like it's a lose-lose kind of situation right. you're a child yeah and, and your dad is is uh patiently punishing you by yeah. forcing you to dig a pit in the backyard for five crap. days yeah 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 oh man uh the tagline for this one this is great there are demons among us i think that's oh yeah great. that's it's it says that it says it all that it needs to say so yes yeah this last one i know you don't like it but it was going on the list i don't you I know tried it's it one of my favorite films of all time you are i will what i will say is i thought that apostle did a better job than this movie of being a slow burn but keeping me entertained Oh really? Yes, I don't feel that way. But okay, well, I, I, okay, I, dive in. I agree. Uh, I I see your point though. I do see your point that the movie is the witch. You guys have heard me talk about this a million times. I'm not gonna go into the. I mean, if you haven't seen it already, um, and or you've heard me talk about it, so I'm not gonna bore you with a big thing about the plot. But basically, it's it's Robert Eggers who I like. 
He's uh, great. Who did? Um, yeah. And there, I just said Ari Aster did the Northman. That's it's Robert Eggers. I yes. said that earlier. Yeah, and I, I went, thought that yes. doesn't sound right. Yeah. Anyway, um, but and Anya Taylor Joy is amazing. Yeah, she's been yeah, she's, she's been in everything. She's she, always great. She's been um, in everything. She, she's the star, and she's pretty young in this. She's yep. almost not recognizable from like you know when she did the Queen's Gambit. I mean, yeah. just oh, a this few is seven years, years ago. Looks yeah, completely different. You know. Um, but it's about this Puritan family that gets driven out of the colony settlements because they um, feel like that people in the colonies are now too loose about their religion and they want to be stricter. So they go out and start a farm out in the middle of nowhere, but there's something evil in the woods and there mm -hmm. is a witch in the woods. And um, I, I, I love this movie. I love everywhere, every direction it goes. I love Black Phillip. I love, I just love this movie. And I know that you've never cared for it as much as I do. I love are, the last 15 minutes. Other than that, other than that, this oh, movie yeah, makes me no. want to just. There's to so many good things in this. And, you know, all the things that happen, you want to, I mean, those twins are, I would kill them. I would have killed them. Um, <laughs> they're so irritating and so annoying. I want to feed them to something in the woods. But um, I, I do like this movie. I think that, I think the casting was fantastic. It looks like the time period. And then it has uh, a volume of things to say about religious oppression and the oppression of women. And I just, I think this is a great movie. So I love how it ends. I, I just, I, it's it's just great i so I, I also i love how it ends um yeah and i love robert eggers um the tagline for this is a new england folktale which yeah I think and is which great. works which yes. works that's simple and does the story yeah it's all and, you need and the, there's one that i forgot that i wanted to talk about um oh which one which would would um sorry not not on the list but another one that somebody brought up and i thought would have been great um the mist Oh yeah, yeah, and I don't know if I'd call that religious horror though, because it it is it becomes a part of it in the supermarket with the right. woman. Yeah, uh, but uh, but overall, it's more like a love. It's a side and, of fun. Yeah, 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 definitely love. You know, like the 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 elder gods have returned through a rip in the fabric of time and space, right? And right. now are there wreaking havoc. Um, I think the only reason I brought but, it but up it, is because but, we but were talking about the woman, the yes. ending. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. yeah. So, well, because yeah. that part, we, because you and I have talked about before, like, oh, this is how this shit happens. Like, yeah, Martha K. Harden is, yeah, phenomenal. It is, is pretty much America from 2016 to 2020. Yes. Um, that's what she is. And so she is, well, I shouldn't say that because it's never ended, but um, she drives these people and brainwashes them into her way of thinking that is some sort of divine punishment and she now they're to ready that to hard. sacrifice that little boy yeah i mean yeah they've only been in the the part everything the grocery store for like 24 hours 20, yeah, yeah. and they're already <laughs> talking about sacrificing children you know yes. and because she is completely bonkers it, uh, but that's it, got such a great cast. I I just love that movie. It is. A, it, it, is it reminds a me of a, I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec lately. And no, like no. If, if you if you pay attention to that in the government building, they have like a lot of really problematic paintings and things and like artwork. <laughs> uh, and yeah. one of them is like uh, uh, like a ma magician rolled through here one time and he like pulled a rabbit out of a hat. And the people burned him at the stake and then they pull <laughs> yeah, out and it's like, yeah. it was 1984. Yeah. Like, you know, like, That's it was, it's, it's that kind of shit. But, but the, the reason I even bring that movie up, I mean, aside from that religious part, but the reason I kept with it is because that ending, 
Oh, is I know. The I know. most upsetting. It is. It is. It's amazing. Loved it and said he loved it more than the story he wrote, right? But you know, not but how it I ended. know people. I know people who prefer the ending of the, um, of the the story because it leaves it like the way they looked at it is they're like, well, yeah. Oh, so it's that easy to defeat. The army shows up with some flamethrowers and it's all over. Right. You know, I, I'm not sure that's because we've already seen this gigantic cloverfield type monster yeah, yeah. moving through the mist, and then the Stranger army comes things. through with some flamethrowers shooting down flying bugs. And he, and uh, you know, like I said, this guy was like, "Yeah, I just I didn't buy the ending. It seemed mm. too easy. I I got the shocking part, but, but I wanted it to be this apocalyptic ending. Now that, but I don't know. I could go. I could see either way. I can see either side of that argument. I, I feel when people say that sort of thing, I get that, but also. I think you're looking on the wrong side of the ending. Yeah, I'm well, that's true too. He, I'm not I, looking at the flamethrowers. I'm looking at how this guy's life is now utterly destroyed. He puts this gun to his head and keeps pulling yeah. the trigger, knowing yeah. there are no more bullets. But right. he's just praying for one yeah. more bullet yeah. because, because he doesn't want to go on without his son um, right. and now these friends that he's you know bonded yeah. with. The, also, you know, the cast of the the cast of the Walking Dead are yeah, all in his yeah. car, and so people, you know. <laughs> but also, you know, Darabon, of course, it's the cast of the Walking Dead. So. But it's also <laughs> like, hey, you know what? Maybe give it ten minutes. And yeah, uh, I know. See... I kind of thought that too. I think I probably would have waited a little bit longer before I start until until you really Sternhagen in the back seat. You know, yeah. like the sweetest old lady ever. I think I'd give it a little more time when I really yeah. knew something was coming to get me. Then right. okay, I can see it. But also up until that point, no. <laughs> from a practicality standpoint, this might be problematic. Put the two old people next to each other. Shoot one bullet through their heads. They have that's old, true. fragile well, you heads. You said that to me before, and I thought, did well, I? Um, yeah, and I thought, well, I guess that's <gasps> one way to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Maybe sorry. the kid too. You know, so why not? Ooh, he's you know? got probably got to put the skull. kid up and in front of Lori from from Walking Dead and, and pull that trigger. So surely well, it should go through that little kid's skull, right? Put your kid in front of you, <laughs> and then you know what? If it doesn't work, okay, but at least you tried. Oh God, you know, you know I think. That to give it <laughs> more time. I don't think I'd have jumped right on that. Just wait. So. Yeah, I mean, you're a father. <laughs> Would you wait ten minutes? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I, I definitely. I'd wait until I knew I couldn't get away. Not <laughs> that I'm just parked in a jeep somewhere and think, oh, yeah. this sucks. Yeah, you know, let's Are, your legs broken. Other. Yeah, yeah, your legs I mean, broken. Come on. Yeah, I would have at least given it a the old college try. You know, at least. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know, man. Yeah, I know, but it is. Uh. But it works for, you know, to put a grim ending on. I, it's one of my, because sure. I love it is sad very endings. Upsetting and, ending. Oh, it's so you know, they bad. Told, you know, they told Frank Darabont that they would, if he would change the ending, they would give him like another million dollars for special effects for the movie. And he said, no, I'm not changing the ending. Good so on he him. lost cash for his budget because the studio really wanted him to change it and he refused. But Stephen King liked the ending, yep. yeah? Oh, yeah, he loved the ending. He he said, I mean, I wish I'd have thought of that, you know? Damn. So, um, mm. yeah, no, he liked it, but... Good for I him. I mean, I could see the argument either way, but yeah, I do like it the way it ends. Oh. I mean, well, have you ever seen it in black and white? I think no. we talked about this before, I think. Um, I don't remember. If you watch it... If you, I, you might be able to find it streaming, but I know on the Blu-ray and I kept the Blu-ray. I mean, normally a lot of tough, if I replace it and I put it in my streaming bank, I just keep it and I don't, and I don't want the space, but I kept the Blu-ray because it has the alternate version in black and white. Oh, oh, on there. of the mist in of black the mist. and white. 
Okay. Yes. And it really works because it makes the monsters much scarier. Because, oh, boy. I mean, they, they're pretty good anyway, but they still have that kind of- That CGI. 1950s kind of rubber- monster look you know sure and so now in black and white it makes the whole movie really dark and oh. i don't mean i mean that in both, right you know metaphorically and physically it makes everything really grim sure and Not it, game it of really thrones yeah right right it really works so Damn. i, I recommend right. it if you get a chance to watch it that way sometimes well i'll have to check that out um i'm yeah. gonna okay i'm gonna put all these movies in the episode description because i know people okay. have asked us about Great. that a lot perfect um yeah. and so troy how many more episodes do we have for this season for season um, six we will have i am looking at my sheet we will have um one two we should have three more episodes okay and does that include our no end of the not year our course. christmas um end of the year movies so that'll make it four so we'll have okay. four left this season. That'll take us into mid-December like usual. And then we'll be off until, usually we're off until after Dead of Winter, right? Is that um, how we usually do it? Or do we start I, back up again? I think we I started up before. I think whatever we, we did last that. year. Okay. But well, anyway, we're, we're do we will be we taking the holidays off and then we'll be back. Yeah. And yeah. Um, which again, speaking of we'll be back, um, did you, no, I, mean, I was going to ask you to see the Terminator. I'm kidding. Um, mm. Speaking of when we'll be back, October 31st, first episode of the new Patreon-only series, which is now called Dead Men Do Tell Tales. No shit. Now, I'm not going to give away what the title of the episode or what the title of the season is. That's what we're going to start calling the series itself. Uh -huh. The episode title, you're going to have to wait. Halloween is Day, it will be ready to go. Okay. All right. This is right. so everybody you're learning this. You heard it here. I'm so learning if it. If you're not signed up for Patreon, you need to get signed up because this will be your chance for the brand new season to start. It's going to I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing a teaser anything. We're jumping right into the very first episode. And it is uh it's a good start to the season. So or this yeah, it is a season. So uh but it's I'm not like I said, I'm not going to give the name of it. I don't want to give anything away. So get signed up for Patreon, patreon.com slash American hauntings. Well, I love cool. it. Okay. So we have, we have that all figured out. Um, yep. You got your movies y'all, you know, um, if you have movies you think we should talk about um, that maybe aren't yeah, yeah, ma mainstream. Um, yeah. We can, you know, we can you know, jump into that a little bit at the beginning of our year end thing. We could talk about if anybody's got any suggestions that we didn't include that yeah. you are, are not, you know, the big mainstream ones that indie movies or something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, because yeah. I mean, we could have put St. Maude on here, which I didn't love, but I know a lot of people did. Um, there's a lot of other stuff we could have put on there. Um, so if you've got something you want us to talk about, um, we'd be happy to maybe when we, you know, get ready to kick off our year end thing. So, yeah just don't yeah. be mad if you send us a movie and we bring it up and we say yeah this movie sucked that's why we yeah. didn't put it on our list <laughs> so yeah yeah that's why it wasn't on the list you're gonna take your chances with this yeah so. roll the <laughs> dice um awesome okay um so troy you don't know that i'm gonna do this but uh i was talking to packy lundholm earlier and so i decided since this is a weird episode and and packy's been trying to promote himself in weird ways and, you yes. know messaging people back uh -huh. and saying like hey listen yeah. um i'm gonna just play us out with one of okay. packy's original songs so what you're oh. about to hear All is right. one of packy lundholm's original songs and okay, uh, we'll cool. talk to you again in um uh, in a couple weeks oh yep we'll be back 
I don't care what Dave Grohl says You can't make it in rock and roll You can't put on a good old-fashioned show For the kids You gotta comb your hair that way Watch out for what you say Cause you never know When your sponsors can hear But don't let it get you down There's plenty of work to go around like at the bank or maybe your local drum machine store I don't care what your hippie dad says You just can't make it rock and roll You got no one to pay for your blow anymore